is how much equity in your house you could lose access to come September 1st. The clock is ticking. If you thought you ever might want to access the equity in your house to maybe do a home remodel, maybe put in a pool, maybe put in a man cave, upgrade your kitchen countertops, maybe a tile shower, whatever you needed to do around the house, you were probably going to use your home equity, but you'll lose access to a boatload of that on September 1st. And I'm talking to you. If you thought you ever might want to do some credit card consolidation, that's going to get a lot harder. Maybe you hope to access some home equity to help your kids buy a car, maybe cover some college tuition. The time to act is now September 1st. The federal government is going to make a whole bunch of changes that make it a lot more complicated to access your equity. And in some cases could cost you access to $42,737. Now check it out right now before it's too late at lastchancetosave.com. Now, to be clear, you don't have to close your loan by September 1st, but you do need to at least start the process. Let us run the number. See if it makes sense right now at lastchancetosave.com. That's lastchancetosave.com. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. If we can't help you save money, we won't waste your time. But real estate in the United States over the last two years has gone absolutely bananas which means your house is probably worth more than ever before right now. And interest rates are about as low as they've ever been, which means there's never been a better time or a cheaper time to borrow money. It's a perfect storm to make the most of your home equity, but hurry. The rules change September 1st. This could be your last chance at lastchancetosave.com. That's lastchancetosave.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? With the voice of our childhood, Tony Schiavone. Tony, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, hey, Conrad. How are you, bud? Man, I am good. Better than I deserve. I am so excited. Starcast Week is here. If you haven't already, make your plans to join us in Chicago. Everybody who's anybody is in Chicago this week, including the one and only Tony Schiavone. And you're bringing all your friends, whether it's Sting or Mick Foley, (laughs) that'll put some butts in the seats. You gotta be in Chicago. Join us. Starcast.com. If you can't make the trip, no big deal. 
go ahead and hook it up and join us online starcast on fight.com. And of course on Saturday, it's arguably our main event, man. CM Punk is doing something in wrestling again. Can you believe it? That's something that's uh, quite a coup. It really is to, to get CM Punk to do something. Cause that's not an easy thing to do as you know. And, and that's big, big news, man. I've, I've, uh, talked to him just a couple of times and to see him back doing this is a pretty big deal. It is a big deal. And we hope you'll join us. Bruce, take your pills. And we hope you'll join us this week in Chicago. Uh, I guess that's tomorrow. If you're listening on Wednesday, by all means, make plans to join us. You'll be glad you did. It's starcast on fight.com. You can watch anywhere in the world, both live or on demand with unlimited replays. And, uh, the world is going to be talking about what happens at starcast. But not as much as people are talking about your dick these days, Tony, because, well, it's become legendary. I don't think that you ever imagined this would be the case. You know, I mean, when we first started doing the show, you compared it to a button on a fur coat. And now, I mean, across the industry, not just here in America, globally, people are talking about Tony Schiavone's dong. Tell them what's causing all this. I never thought I would hear someone say, Tony, your dick is legendary. I never thought I'd hear that. That's that, that my God, has it really become, has blue chew really done that to me, man? If blue, see, here's what we're talking about. If blue chew can get over Tony Schiavone's dick, who he self admits is akin to a button on a fur coat. Imagine what it could do to your normal adult male penis. Find out right now before it's too late. Go to bluechew.com. It's time to do what the WWE says they're all about, and that's put some smiles on faces. You hear me, Daddy? And here's the best thing about bluechew.com you get to skip all the awkwardness. Here's what you don't want to do call down to your local doctor's office, set up an appointment, and by the way, he's going to say, oh, we can get you in the third Saturday of December. And in the meantime, you're just flopping around all flaccid. Phil, you don't want to be that. You're trying to be hard hairy. All right. So what you do is you go to bluechew.com. You don't have to pay for an in-person doctor's visit. You don't have to wait. And when you qualify, because you probably will, you've got to be a man for this to work, by the way, then it's going to be shipped to your house very discreetly. What's not going to happen is the guy ring your doorbell and ask you to sign and say, Hey, Billy, got your dick pills here. Sorry to hear about your junk. That won't happen. See, it'll show up discreetly. I don't even think you have to sign for it. It's awesome. And then you open that motherfucker up, you chew it. That's right. You chew it. And then you do it. It really is that simple. And because you're chewing before you start doing, it works up to twice as fast as like Viagra or Cialis. And Tony, I know you've got a lot of experience with those, but you were telling me not only was it a little awkward having to wait at the doctor's office and then at the pharmacy, cause you got a cute girl down at your pharmacy. I know the deal. Okay. Fabe. But at the same time, it's cheaper. So if it's cheaper, it's faster, it's easier to get. Why wouldn't you get your dick on the gas, man? Come on. That's what we're talking about. A little performance enhancing dick medicine. That's that's the real PED performance enhanced dick. Go get it right now. Bluechew.com. And that promo code is it's WHW. 
It's WHW. It's that simple. You just visit BlueChew.com. You get your first order free when you use promo code WHW. Pay a $5 shipping. And by the way, as you said, when you get it, you just open that motherfucker up and take them pills. Chew it and do it. It's what you do. And as you said earlier, very well said, I might might add, you go from flaccid Phil to hard hairy. <laughs> Why wouldn't you want to be hard hairy? Everybody wants to be hard hairy. Hard. And, I, and here's what I want you to know, too. I'm talking about hard. You hear me? Hard hairy. Hard. Hit it up right now. WHW. Why wouldn't you do this? And you know what? Let me just go ahead and tell you something else. While you're out here looking for drugs, the best drugs in the world, the ones that are going to change your life forever are the ones where the first hit is free. If they're making you pay for that shit up front, they ain't so goddamn confident you're going to like it. But if they say, why don't you just try a little bit? Just see how you feel. Motherfucker, you're going to be back. And that is bluechew.com. Use that promo code WHW. I got to tell you, I'm really proud of that read. I think, I think you should be. You and I, I think we could do some real good commercials. And if you'd like for us to do a good commercial for you, man, fire us off an email. Hey, hey, advertising at gmail.com is where you can reach Dave Green. Uh, he is our resident sales guru. Hey, hey, advertising at gmail.com. And what we're here to really sell you on is firing up your WWE network to August 25th, 1997. We're going way back. For on Monday Nitro. So believe it or not, this happened, gosh, 22 years ago yesterday. And the reason we picked this one, of course, is this is the very famous My Spot promo with Arn Anderson. And uh, something we don't often do here on the show. We're going to lay out for a little bit of that and just let you hear Arn, you know, spill his guts. One of the most memorable promos of all time. So without further ado, fire it up. WCW Monday Nitro. It's from August 25th, 1997. You want to give us a little bit of a countdown? You think we got a tag team partner here? Let's bring in the first lady of Blue Chew herself, Lois Schiavone. Oh, um, it's another podcast, which means another countdown. So here we go. One, two, three. Play. Man, I just love this old open. I know that uh, I say it every time, but this just oh, yeah. t- takes me back to uh, what was great about WCW and Mondays. And I'm going to play a little audio here so people can hear it. I don't know why that was so good, but it is, man. I just Nitro in 1997, 1996 was good, but 1997 was just so hard to beat every week was appointment television and you're getting everybody fired up and the pyros coming out and much less, uh, spectacular. Shall we, shall we say than a lot of the other pro wrestling setups and openings and, and all that, that we've seen, but for whatever reason, this is still probably my favorite. And here you are at the announce desk and we, uh, we've talked about this before, but it's been a little while. Tell everybody your reasoning and rationale for where you like to sit when you're calling a show, because you've set absolute ringside right up against the ring skirt and the canvas of the ring. And then you've sat in this sort of nitro position 
away from the ring, a, a considerable amount and not even facing the ring. I liked it here because first of all, I didn't want to get, I didn't want to get hit, especially if we had somebody like Vader around. Right. Right. And the guy's fucking nut and, uh, who knows what he would do. I thought we had a good backdrop. The fans were not right up against us to where they were mugging to the camera. And we didn't need to see the action in the ring because what you need to do as announcers is watch the monitor and you need to watch what the fans are watching. That's what you call, not what you're seeing because you may have your attention diverted somewhere else. That's why I always, it always kind of blows me away that, you know, I, I cover sec football and they always make sure that television is right at the 50 yard line to where they can see anything. They don't need to. Those motherfuckers can do it in a locker room with a monitor. They don't need to be there. As a matter of fact, ESPN now is, has been uh, taking uh, some of their broadcast teams for basketball and having them go to the studio in Charlotte and call the games. So anyway, back to that. Uh, that's why I thought I always kind of liked it there. And I thought it was a good look, man. I mean, that Nitro set is... Isn't it kind of legendary now that nitro said? No, absolutely. It's so legendary that you've promised me a piece of it for a while and not sent it. Now let's see what we're looking at here. This Hmm. is uh, a shot of sting in the rafters. It's dark. They've, uh, I guess Sting has quote unquote fucked with the lights, but of course he's not near the switches. Instead, he's got a giant bird on his arm. And, uh, this bird was written about by the dirt sheets and specifically the, uh, death of WCW book. I think they documented how much it costs to get this bird piece of business done. What do you remember about this bird angle? The only thing I remember about this bird angle is that I, well, somebody has got a, a laser pointer on it. The only thing I remember about this bird angle is that I noticed the bird for the first time ever. When I saw this monitor, I had no idea he had a bird until I saw it. So how much did this bird cost? Um, it's a fucking buzzard. Yeah. It's a bird of prey. No, it's a fucking buzzard. He's here to pick the bones of the NWO. (laughs) A fucking ugly ass buzzard is what it fucking was. I mean, listen, I appreciate that they're trying something, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I guess we should tell everybody that, that what we just saw right there, the, uh, the bird angle. Mm-hmm. Do you remember where that was from? Yeah. Columbia, South Carolina. No, we're in Columbia, South Carolina right now mm-hmm. for the wrestling matches. That was the last clash of the champions you just saw. So, you know, the first clash of the champions started with Ric Flair and sting putting on a clinic that was quote unquote, 45 minutes. Yeah. But the last clash of the champions, there's a buzzard. Is that not like poetic? That is poetic. That is poetic. And you know, what's funny here is we're looking back at the clash cast champions. They're scared of a fucking buzzard. He's here to pick the bones. All these big guys, all these powerful guys, they're scared of the buzzard. They're, they're scared. He's going to shit on them or something. Not Eric Bischoff, Eric Bischoff, karate man. He makes the approach, pulls a note out. Yeah. I guess Sting couldn't send emails back then. How about Kevin Nash going to hit the bird with a fucking tag belt? This is where we are. 
Well, you know, we were hot back then, so I guess we could get by with anything. Fucking buzzard. You didn't like that? Uh, well, I, it, it was ominous. It was creepy. It was scary, you know? So, uh, anyway, so here we are, Columbia, South Carolina. This is the best place to have this with Arn Anderson because he was, you know, obviously in the Carolinas with the Crockett's, he was such a legendary performer, uh, and the horsemen, I mean, that was their home territory. This is, they couldn't have really picked a better place. Really? Right. This is the old Carolina Coliseum, which is, uh, had a lot of, uh, put a lot of people in there, but it's old and it's had a go- good look to it. So I think the, uh, the actual picking of this, uh, of this arena was very, very good. And look at Gene Anderson. I mean, Gene Anderson, <laughs> Gene look at, Anderson. Listen to sorry, you. Sorry. I got a friend named Gene Anderson. I was thinking about him. Look at Gene Okerlund. Wait, he could, you, I thought Gene Anderson was dead. No, no, there's another Gene Anderson. Um, I'm sorry the the Gene Anderson from wrestling is dead. Yes, he is. You're right. Just wanted to clarify that. Anyway, Gene Okerlund in his element there, isn't he? Look how he just, look at the presence he had on camera. He's so comfortable. Yes, he is. He well, absolutely is. He's got the big introduction. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Here he comes. Mm-hmm. Your, your, your friend, you know him, you love him, but you're not working with him. Mr. Eric Bischoff. Here he comes. Yes, there. Huh? How about that? Smiling. Wonder if he's going to walk in the first SmackDown like this. And no response from Conrad on that one. Hey, uh, you know, we, we've teased the last few weeks that, Hey, by now the news is out. Hey, by now the news is out. I guess the news is officially out. Uh, let's see, uh, stocks are up. The trade war with China is over. If you're embarrassed and you don't want to talk about it, I understand. If you regret your decision. (laughs) I haven't regretted my decision at all. What decision don't you regret? Uh, to take blue chew tonight before I go to bed. There you go. Eric Bischoff strutting that ass in man. He looked, he looked pretty cool there. Didn't he? Yeah. Just ask him. He thinks he is. <laughs> oh boy. Eric Bischoff back in charge of TV. How about that? You know, really, I, I think, I think he's a great story in wrestling. I really do. Oh yeah, of course. If you, if you go from just an announcer with the AWA brought into WCW by Jim Hurd to piss off Jr. and Tony. And then had the, the confidence and and, and to me, that is always the key element in anything in wrestling. And that's what I always have lacked, but the confidence and self-assurance and intelligence to be able to put together a business plan to take over the company, to run the company, to be successful, to do things the right way for time. And then still be relevant thanks to some sort of podcaster out there named Conrad Thompson. And now all of a sudden back in the front office again of a big company. That's, that's quite a story. Hmm. I think it's a story that, uh, Hmm. Is that all you could say? Hmm? Mm-hmm. I think it's a story that, uh, that everybody should, uh, should talk about. 
J.J. Dillon on the phone. What the fuck? J.J. Dillon on the phone. Well, they're trying to get an update about what happened in Nashville at the Clash of the Champions. By the way, you know, there is another show in our family of shows here that we should mention with Mr. Eric Bischoff, 83 weeks. That is going to be covering that clash of the champions. So the very last clash of the champions, where we just saw that big bird sting and are hearing all about from uh, JJ Dillon here, you can actually check out on 83 weeks right now. So go check it out. 83 weeks.com. And we actually rip off our gimmick here. Tony, we do a watch along for that clash of the champions. Wait a second. Don't we have that copyrighted? Is that trademarked? Where's Mike Dawkins? Hang on, Son hang of a, give me a bald lawyer. Just so I'm clear, I'm gonna sue me. Is that what we're pitching? Yes, that's what we're pitching. You know, every now and again, you have a show so horrible with your co-host that you decide, and we just gotta fucking change the whole format up. Yeah, and you and Eric apparently have done that, and you shouldn't, because I like the format you got already. No, I didn't say that. I was referencing, you know, when you did our Steve Austin. Oh, show, I know. I, I know what said. you're referencing. You smart ass. And right now, Eric's getting, he's getting pissed off. Yeah. Cause you're over there talking shit to him. No, 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 no. He's just, he was just, he was just, oh, here it comes. Wait, now how Holy about this shit. sting not coming down from the rafters sting coming from the back. And he's running down all the accolades from Hulk Hogan. He's beat the giant. He beat Lex Luger. Man, the you fans know, are into this. You know what Sting's got in his coat? A new format from Vince. After Eric worked so hard on it. Turn around. He's right behind you. Take a look at your new format. Whoa. That's cool. Well, that that's a this is a good scene. Dude, look at the crowd. I don't know if I would have done that though or not. What done what? drop down to my knees. Oh, you're going to be doing a lot of that now on Wednesdays. <laughs> what are you trying to say? Thank you, Mr. Khan. May I have another? <laughs> you're t- you're a, you're a, you're a rotten person. I'm, you know a terrible, I'm a terrible human. I know you're, you're rotten. You're funny. You're reverent. You're a genius. You're the genius of wrestling, but you're Oh lost. my God. Will you stop just because you're, you're a millionaire now because of my idea doesn't mean you have to go on and on. Ooh, sticking that thing down his mouth. Oh, well, gonna be a lot of that going on. Let me just tell you, <laughs> uh, the fans eating this up, man. Look, it's at, good look at Eric selling it shaking. I know, you know, if you're stinging, you know, this is the guy I negotiate my contracts with. What the fuck? <laughs> this guy decides how much money I make. I'm about Sting's got a hairy lip there. He's uh, trying to grow a little facial hair action. Do you see yeah. that? That's pretty cool. Trying to, and, and if he would have taken like a, some time to go to the tanny bed, he could have been the world champion later that year. Well, he would be. He still won the belt. They just didn't want him to win in convincing fashion. Ah, uh, okay. But yeah, Sting with a mustache. I kind of didn't remember that. How about uh, Raven here? Let's play the audio for fans. Savory nature. Some bad, some worse, some unspeakable. Sometimes we suffer in silence. Sometimes we seek redemption. He's got what he wanted. 
But in attaining salvation, there's a price that must be paid. One must give up a bit of oneself. The road, or the end of the road as it is, may not be quite as, not quite what you expect. The glowing light at the end of the tunnel may not be the beacon of righteousness that you envisioned. It may be some horribly disfigured funhouse reflection of your own inner dreams. Quote the Raven, nevermore. Well, we saw the man fight. What do you think of uh, those old Raven promos? Loved them. You know what I love about them? It, it, as far as today's uh, wrestling is concerned, what's that? Those weren't scripted. Today they would be scripted. Oh, for sure. Those weren't, and I, I just, well, you know, I was really into Raven. I was, you know, he and Scotty and I were friendly and knew each other real well, talked a lot. And wait, wait, you said he and I and Scotty. Who's all right? So if, if he's Raven, who's okay? Who, I got it. I I I made a mistake. Was there, there three people there? No, there's two. Well, yes, Raven as a character, Scotty as a person, and me. Okay, so you would sometimes be like, well, Scotty, let me ask you. And then you would turn and say, now, Raven? And he would yes. answer, he would use a different voice or speak differently? When we had edibles together, yes, I'd do that. Oh, so y'all were, y'all were eating weed back here in 97. Yes, uh-huh. Hmm. Here he comes, Sonny Ono. With two of the more prominent luchadors from Nitro, Psychosis and La Parca, these days known as LA Park. I got to tell you, these are two of my absolute favorite characters on Nitro. And, you know, they didn't even do promos. I know they didn't, they didn't need to. The performance spoke for itself. And then they have Sonny with the selfies, right? Were selfies a thing back then? How long have selfies been a thing? I'm, was, I'm, being, I'm being serious and I'll tell you this. I think right. Sonny Ono created him. Yeah, I'm thinking that too. He would hold that camera just like he did. He got those luchadors beside him. He held the camera up and he went, Oh, take picture. Watch out. Tick, click. He's from fucking Iowa. He didn't talk like that. How do you know he didn't talk like that? Because I talked to him. Okay, back then? Oh, yeah. we were. He was giving me all the uh, the dirt. Somebody was. How about Glacier and Ernest Miller? Not only do they have a special entrance, but look at the font at the below, the little lower third, and mm-hmm. had their name trimmed in blue. We we were just cutting edge back then, is what we were. We were cutting edge, and there's nothing like snow in Columbia inside a building in the summertime. Nothing like it. Well, because here's the deal: if you got a hot angle and you need to cool that shit off, get Glacier out here. They're real hot for seeing right now. People loved it. They're on the edge of their seat. They probably need a popcorn or piss break. Let's get Glacier. Okay. Hey, I get it. I get it. It's easy to shit on Ray. Okay. No, 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 no. All right. It's easy to shit on the gimmick. Hang on now. Even that this gimmick with Glacier. I think you and I talked about this. I do so many goddamn podcasts. I can't keep up with who I said this to. You, you need to start keeping up with it. Then old man, go ahead. I feel like it was you or Eric, but in 93, 94, 95, this Glacier shit had a chance to hit, but now that you've got us, you know, buying into a little more realistic NWO angle, 
it's really hard to get excited about, you know, come to life video game characters. But in 93, I think wrestling was a little different. You know what? There's some there. I, I, I get that. I do. I understand that. But don't you think now that, that they're trying to, to do something for everybody for the younger kids as well, more and more than just the adults. Yeah. Yeah. No, th- listen, don't get me wrong. I, um, I'm not trying to defend this no, because no, it, no, it, it didn't work, it. but no, you're making a great point. And I, I've told the story before, but a few years ago, Naomi and WWE won the belt. And then when she won the women's belt, she like trimmed it out with like trimmed what out? the belt. Okay. What's wrong with you? When well, you these, said Naomi trimmed it out. I mean, first thing I comes said to when mind. she won the belt, she trimmed it out. Okay. So go ahead. I'm the sorry. Belt. But, okay. But, when she won the belt, she trimmed the belt out, which means she put lights on the belt. Okay. And I thought this is the fucking dumbest thing I've ever seen. I didn't say that, but my daughter who was hardcore in wrestling at the time was like, oh my God, dad, that's the coolest thing ever. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized, oh, okay, this just isn't for me. And I thought back to a time when I was a kid and a guy decided, Hey, I'm going to have my own championship belt. And it was the million dollar belt. It's supposedly a belt made with gold and diamonds in the dollar sign shape. Now, as an adult, if I saw that for the first time, I can probably agree much like my dad probably thought back then, but he didn't spoil my fun. This is fucking stupid. But as a kid at the time, the million dollar belt was the most cool thing ever. I got it. It was like, okay. This is her million dollar belt. It's cool to her. This is just not for me. So you know what? You're right. Perhaps, perhaps this is not for me. This is for kids, but I do want to say the mortal Kombat game was not really for kids. Point well taken. How about the wooden chair, (laughs) the wooden chair. It's not even break. They got the wooden chair out to break it and they didn't even break it. Here's the thing. I think that may have been a real wooden chair. Hmm. Look at, look at, look at Ernest Miller turns his back for one minute and damn glacier laying down on the job. By the way, I I give the glacier character a lot of shit here on the show. And I know that, uh, our friend of the show, Ray Lloyd listens and, and he takes it personal. I'm just trying to be entertaining y'all in real life. Ray Lloyd is tremendous. A, a salt of the earth human. And that's not just a joke about another character in wrestling. I've met him several times, done business with him. Couldn't be nicer. Couldn't be more polite. Couldn't be more respectful. Uh, really, really a good guy. And yeah. anybody who meets him will tell you the same thing. And I guess like six years ago, I saw him at NWA legends fan fest and he was doing meet and greets. I bought zero meet and greets that year. I paid to get my picture with zero wrestlers at that show except for glacier glacier was the one exception and i jumped at the chance to do it he's in full gimmick and it took me back to my childhood so even though i can look back now and say oh this was fucking dumb or this was too late or this was tone deaf or whatever when it came time for it i got my picture made with it and it was presented by a good guy and sorry that i continue to shit on something special to you mr lloyd but it's sort of my gimmick on the show now so oh fuck glacier if I can use this uh, term here, we've got a Chinese fire drill going on right now. I don't think you're allowed to say that. I think that's okay. racist too. All right. Uh, let me add something to the, the talk about Glacier. <laughs> I love you. Like, all right, cool. Now about Glacier. <laughs> 
Do you know what they should? The one thing they should have done to help get this character over? Not done it. No. Okay. What's the one thing that can get people over better than anything else? Uh, I know what you're going to say. Okay. What am I going to say? Put some, put some ladies with him. No, 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 no. Do a fucking promo. Oh no. They definitely. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. What would he have said? What would he have said? I, it, I don't know what we, he would have said. I have broken through but, the ice. I'm here to karate chop my way to the top of WCW. Mortal Kombat! How about no one would believe you and I didn't work that out ahead of time? Okay. Look, no, no, here, look, here's what it is. Every person who ever got over in WCW back in the days. All the guys you're going to see here with the four horsemen come out, with the exception of maybe Steve McMichael. All the guys could do promos that were over. You needed to be able to talk. You didn't have to do your glacier shit. Just talk. Make them believe you. That's what Arn Anderson would do. I'm thinking that if you're going to build a character like a glacier, you got to not only work. Oh, he can do all this karate stuff. You got to you you got to talk to the fans. You got to bring the fans in. You know, that's one thing that Magnum TA and I talked about recently. We got on the phone. We were talking and we were reminiscing about our time at, at, at StarCast and, and Vegas and what a great time he had. He said what he, what he thought was missing in wrestling today was that the promos today, they look at the, the guy with the stick or the girl with the stick. They look at the interviewer. They need to look into the camera and look into your living room or your den and bring you in. And that's what Arn Anderson and that's what Ric Flair did. And that's what Dusty Rhodes did. That's what Roddy Piper did. All the great promos, what Hulk Hogan did. So I'm saying that now they bring Glacier. They have Glacier, not only a character that can do some pretty good shit and has a very good fancy entrance, colorful snow, but then he's got to be able to talk to. That's how guys got over. Really? It is. Now, maybe today they get over a different way with all the high spots they do, but you need to do a promo. I'm done. Silver King never did do a promo. Of course, he's dead now. Oh, my gosh. Man, I can't believe you just fired that off. Well, I mean, I was saying he is. I mean, we're just stating fact here. I'm not. By the way, a friend of the show, Eric Bischoff, said he watched that the other day. Watched him die? Yeah. I was really like. Oh man, I can't believe you watched that. And he was like, why? I was like, fuck, I don't want to watch that. I don't want to, I don't want to watch, I don't want to watch a guy. Huh? Huh? It's on YouTube. I'm not telling you where to find it. Well, I'd like to see it too. Oh, what the fuck is wrong with you? You got, man, you guys are weird. <laughs> I bet you guys were the fucks who went to the video store like 30 years ago and like, I'd like to see what you have new in the uh, Faces of Death series. <laughs> Do you have someone that's, you know, struggling for life? Can we see like a, a monkey hitting the head with a hammer? I'm, I'm, my mother didn't love me. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Wow. How about that dropkick, man? Huh? Just weird. Now she would watch that. What a performer. Why don't we do stuff that makes people happy? Okay, we are. We're doing stuff that makes people happy right now. We're watching a guy in a mask battle with a dead guy. Oh, I, you know, I said that make people happy and I, I've got an idea. Okay. 
I'm going to, uh, I'm going to email you some lyrics. Um, well, well, now, by the way, we need to have <laughs> a talk about this before we do it, <laughs> because this whole thing nearly got ruined. We've had a lot of fun here on Tony Reed's rap. Yep. But, uh, recently you decided before you became a sellout, <laughs> uh, you know, it's like the old joke, uh, I ain't gay, but $40 is $40. And you were like, man, how about cameo? I just embarrass and humiliate myself. I can get sandwiches. And so you, <laughs> so you signed up to do cameo and people get sandwiches. People were asking you <laughs> to do some of the horrible shit we did here on the show, except now you're doing it on camera. And out of context, and then it, then some, somebody made the decision to post it to social media. And yeah. I said, Hey man, and this is before it was like out there, out there. I was like, Hey man, now that you know, you're independently wealthy since you've, uh, got your new big contract, the richest contract in the history of your wrestling career, perhaps we might want to scale back on the cameos where you're saying all of these words. And you were like, uh, okay, I've been thinking about that. What, what are you talking about? And I'm like, well, it got posted and it's gone viral now. And everybody's talking about it and they don't, and, and these might not be listeners to our show. And so that's right. the thing. Like if you listen to our show, then you're part of us and you get it and blah, blah, blah. However, whoever listened to that show, got it, requested it, but then posted it where people might not get it or whatever. And out of context, it maybe doesn't look good. And so there for a minute, you fucking deleted Twitter, quit the podcast, said you were canceling your new deal and you were going to stick to baseball and football and fuck me and fuck everybody and fuck wrestling fans. And I just LOL'd. And then the next day you're okay. But there for a little while, uh, it looked like someone had, had ruined all of our fun. Mm. Yeah. A panic did set in with me. Uh, I have since uh, canceled cameo or suspended it. I think uh, cameo is, is very cool, but I didn't appreciate. I, I, I thought that if I give you, if, if you write down what you want me to say and I say it to you or your friend, I thought it would be a private thing, but people wanted to put it out there. And, uh, you know, we sent uh, some notes to guys to please take it down, which they did. So, uh, all is right with the world again, but there was a time about a 12 hour period where it wasn't. So I'm saying all that to say, try not to ruin our fun here on the show or, or, or we just, we can't do it anymore and that's okay. We'll just get on here and call the matches straight and, and we'll quit with all the over the top silliness and hijinks. We still want to do the podcast for you, but we'll just save it for Patreon because I feel like that's our. I mean, dude, you whacked off on Patreon last year because Efren asked you to. And I mean, whoa, whoa, family. no, no. See, no, but that's no. what I read. I read online that you walk a walk a walk. I mean, listen, what you guys do in the privacy of your own homes on webcams on camsoda.com, uh, that's, that's up to you guys. If you're over there like, Hey, Efren, you want to see the, okay. Now that you're, you're trying to make a point here. Yeah. I'm just saying that. 
I want to share with the world the miracle that is Tony Reed's rap. But but we've got to we got to keep it between the ditches here, boys and girls. And if we can't, we'll just we'll put it behind uh, the paywall because I know those folks are paying for it and they're not going to use it against you because they like it. They want more of it. What right. Do th- what do you think Macho Man's saying? Oh, yeah. Tony Reed's rap. Uh-huh. People fucking with him a little bit. Uh-uh. Not good. Not for the Macho. That's right, Scott Hall. They've been fucking with Tony Schiavone and he's got shit to lose now. Not just riding around with a bunch of Hispanic ball players, half his age, actually young enough to be his grandkids. He's old, but you know, he might be old, but he's not dead like me. I think everybody watching this right now is shocked because I'm beyond the grave. Yeah. I'm coming up from the ashes and I'm here to tell you about Tony Reed's rap. Uh Uh-huh. And the lyrics that Conrad just sent Tony are from one of the hottest rap songs ever about 20 years ago. You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about cash money. Talking about cash money millionaires. Talking about cash money records. I'm talking about juvenile. I'm talking about back that ass up. That's right. Back that ass up. That's what I told Miss Elizabeth. And that's what I told Gorgeous George. And when it came to resign, that's what I told Eric Bischoff. Yo, Shivani gonna read that rap. And to all you slapdicks out here, he's gonna do it just for you. All right? And nobody else. None of you dipshits on Twitter, just for you. Bring it. Well, uh, Tony, mm-hmm. should we do it now? Or you think maybe we should, by the way, before we do it, mm-hmm. you're sp- you owe me a piece of this nitro set. You told me you were going to give me that sign mm-hmm. Monday nitro, but you know what? I've heard this before, but that goddamn six man tag team belt, I'm starting to see a pattern. Uh, Hey, uh, I, I, I want to, I want to tell a rap story before I get into this. Okay. Or are you just, are you just ignoring my request? Yes. I, yes, I am. There you go. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. What we got here. Go ahead. Give us the idea of what he's saying right here. Okay. Well, in just a few moments, we are going to get you to the part of this, uh, what happened when that has become very, very popular. It's, it's, it's like fire. It's as hot as Lex Luger holding Scott Hall in Iraq before the macho man, Randy Savage comes in. And gigs Diamond Dallas face page in the face. Uh, another schmaz to the Clash of the Champions that just happened last week. But Tony is standing by. He is he's he's got these lyrics, and the first thing we understand from Shivani that he said when he saw the lyrics was, "Oh, it's a song by Juvenile." That is apropos, and that's right. I used apropos, and let's bring in right now Diamond. Dallas page. So as you saw there, macho man was uh, a tag team partner of Scott hall, just a few days ago, at clash of the champions from Nashville and across the ring from them were Lex Luger and diamond Dallas page. And Lex was, uh, accidentally bumped into the back of diamond Dallas page. 
Dallas, when he backed up, felt that someone was there, assumed it was his opponent. Wham! Diamond cutter out of nowhere. And now, after that miscommunication, he's here to explain what's he going to say here. He's going to say, listen, hey, Gene, what the fuck? What the fuck? If Shivani wants to read rap, well, we're, we're going to talk about the angle at the Clash of the Champions. How can you be talking about rap music? You don't even like rap music. I don't like rap music myself. Yeah, but it's, it's different when Shivani reads it because Shivani has no idea what he's reading. He has no idea what he's talking about. I mean, he's talking about hoes and bitches and, well, I can't say some of the words that are in these rap songs, but he's talking about that, and I think it's fucking cool. So if the old man wants to read it, let him fucking read it, okay? What, what, what do you mean, old man? I'm an old man. I wouldn't read that shit. I wouldn't do it. I mean, they put it in front of me, and I said, no, I don't want to. I'll, I'll read something from George Strait. George Strait, are you fucking out of your motherfucking mind, you little bald fuck? The fact is, is that Tony is trying to be cutting edge. If he wants to say, lick that pussy, lick that pussy good, then that's what we're going to do. As a matter of fact, that's what I may do later tonight with Kimberly. As a matter of fact, wait, can, can I come with you? Uh, can I go by back seat? Well, no, but I can put it on video and we can put it in the video store and Shivani and Eric Bischoff can check it out along with all the other videos that they check out from all the other dead people. Speaking of that, we're going to have Shivani talk about something from juvenile. Speaking of juvenile, did you ever take a look at what I, how I used to dress in the ring before I became really cool? Well, yeah, I, I sure did. And apparently nobody, nobody gave you guidance about it. shivani has been talking about doing promos. That's all I've been hearing. Doing promos, doing promos. Can you do a promo? The fact is you can do a promo, but you want to talk about pussy. But that's what we're talking about here because things are different. Things are different 22 years later. Tony Schiavone, who's been back in the, in the set, the Nitro set, calling matches straight, fans have realized that he can just, just dig in and say those bad words. And you know why? Because Conrad has turned him away from the light. All right, that's it. Diamond Dallas Page. Uh, he's trying to put Schiavone over. I don't know if he can do that or not. We've got more. Maybe we got some Mexicans. Maybe we got some more Asians. I don't know. Mexicans and Asians. <laughs> oh my God. Jesus if there's ever been a better time to do Tony Reed's rap than this, I don't know what it is. Coming to the ring right now, Queen Deborah. Mm. What? And then of course, ho J E double F. Ha ha J A double R. He What? All these ha ha's and he he's. <laughs> uh, why did you snore when you saw Deborah? What the fuck did she ever do? Interesting. <laughs> Just stand there. No, dude. How about this? At this at this advanced age of mine, if you want me to like get excited because a girl came out, they're gonna need to be wearing something other than a fucking prom dress. All right. Okay. Because here's what I'm into. I'm in to back that ass up. I'm playing the music right now. I just dropped you a beat. It's time that you fire up those lyrics. And when I see this, you know what I'm thinking about? 
Looking at Deborah and thinking about, girl, you working with some ass? Yeah, you bad? Yeah. You make a, a, a guy spend his cash? Yeah. His last? Yeah. Hoes frown when you pass? Yeah, they mad? Yeah. You got right in the jag? Yeah, with that head. You could smoke or buy a bag? Yeah, of grass? Yeah. Got money? I can flash? Yeah, trash? Yeah. I'm a big timer guy. Yeah, pull the trigger. Yeah. A player had a flipper. Yeah, give Greg grave filler. Yeah. Which kind of works with Silver King here. I be slanging wood. I be slanging wood. Gotta write that one down. That's cool. I be slanging wood. Yeah, out of the hood. Yeah. Let it be understood. Yeah, that it's all good. Yeah. Got a guy scheming large. Yeah, on the hard. Yeah. A smooth little broad. Yeah, from out the projects. A guy do a trick, yeah, on the dick. <laughs> how do they how do they get away with these words? Uh, on the dick, yeah. You claim when you want a picture, that ain't shit, yeah. The man with the money, yeah, don't act funny, yeah. Got birds and I'm a running, yeah. About a hundred, yeah. Back that ass up. And at the end, it says, drop it like it's hot. Drop, drop. It's like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop, drop. It's like it's hot. Ha. Hit the chorus again. Drop it like it's hot. No, no, not that. Where's what's the chorus? Which one's the chorus? The name of the song is back that ass up. And there's a section of the song where they say it 19 times in a row. It's not on here. Tony Shivani. Back that ass up. Back that ass up. Back that ass up. Back that ass. You got a stupid ass, yeah. Make me laugh, yeah. Make a guy want to grab that, autograph that. I'm sweating in the drawers, yeah. Hard and long, yeah. Want to make walk it like a dog, yeah. Break you off, yeah. Get mine, you got get yours going, yeah, for sure, yeah. You fucking with my nerves. That's for you, Conrad. Yeah, it's to the curb. Yeah, I know you bitches know. Yeah, it's show. Yeah, but a guy's got some more. Yeah, I'm out to flow. Yeah, fresh brought some shit. Yeah, and it's bitch. Yeah, we'll be making hit. Yeah, hit after hit. Yeah, them titties sitting nice. Yeah, I want to bite. Yeah, I could fuck you right yet all night. Yeah, I want to break into my house. Yeah, on the couch. Yeah, knock the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Knock the pussy out. Yeah. Get them out. Yeah. I want to see them hoes. Yeah. Bend it low. Yeah. Let me run in the hole. Yeah. And let me know. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, I was kind of getting into that one. Dude, I can't believe you, you still have not hit the chorus. The chorus is not in the thing here. Dude. Where's the chorus? I, I just reset it again and I put it in bold. You got you to gotta step your game up here, dude. God. What the fuck? Now I'm getting, now I'm getting thumbs. I'm getting, I'm getting rated on my, my shit. Open I'm up getting, your email again and let's hit it for this. I got the email over. up and it hasn't come down yet. Hit refresh. God damn it. <laughs> oh man. Back that ass up. Nitro girls. Yeah. Hit it. Yeah. Bend over. Yeah.
Now it hasn't it hasn't showed up. Oh, there it is. Okay, ready? Girl, you looks good. Won't you back that ass up? You a fine motherfucker. Won't you back that ass up? Call me Big Daddy when you back that ass up, ho. Who you playing with? Back that ass up. Girl, you looks good. Won't you back that ass up? You a fine motherfucker. Won't you back that ass up? Call me Big Daddy when you back that ass up, girl. You looks good. Won't you back that ass up? Girl, you playing with? Playing that ass up. You a fine motherfucker. Won't you back that ass up? Is that me clapping? <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Well, that's you. I love they're promoting the Nitro party. We need to just bombard them mm-hmm. with AEW party videos. Just send them to one CNN center, PO box 60 Atlanta, Georgia, 303. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm at a wildcat wheelie down there doing the double bicep. Look at Kimberly. You know what she's happy about? Don't you? She will go in the back with Dallas and she going to back that ass up. Oh my God. Look and then there's two. Che. Wonder who she's going to back that ass up to. Hey, <coughs> give a nation. What? Uh, no. Ixnay, Chase, Tizoxe. <laughs> okay. Zay. How about that? Uh, that hat Zay on mean jeans. Zay. <laughs> I don't know, but I like spice. Zay. I bet she didn't have much. Is there in a pizza? Say. <laughs> oh my god! What is going on? I'm I'm so happy that you have embraced this. By the way, let me go ahead and give everybody a spoiler. I already got next week's song picked out. Oh god! And it is a Tupac song, and I'll let you guess. Uh, Mr. Oh. Listener, which one? Not you, Tony. I know you know. No, no, I don't know. Well, I just sent you the I, lyrics. I saw it. I didn't remember it, though. We're, we're taping I mean, these I... back to back, so I sent you the lyric for that, too. I can't believe you missed the entire chorus. It wasn't on the lyrics that I had pulled up. It really wasn't. But I'm sure we can fix that. No, no, it's great. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm good with it. Up next, Steve Mongo McMichael. Hmm. Going to be defending his belt against Eddie Guerrero. Cruiserweight champ is going to be defending his belt. But first, Ming and Barbarian. Before we get back to wrestling, I need to to tell everybody a rap story, if I could. Oh, yeah. I would love for you to tell us a rap story. This is, uh, this just tell, this kind of, uh, gives an example of what I had to deal with when dealing with Conrad Thompson. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, Conrad being, being my good friend and, and oh, being the guy who's, here we who's, go. Helped me, who's helped me out. Uh, I call Conrad to let him know how my negotiations are going and how we have kind of agreed in principle on terms. And he was in his car. And I was excited. Oh God! Oh! <laughs> and I was so excited. I said, "Lick that pussy! Lick that pussy! Lick that pussy good!" And the next thing out of Conrad's mouth was, 
Uh, Tony, say hello to my mom. <laughs> We're uh, coming back from visiting my uncle in the hospital, and you're on Bluetooth. And then she says, hey, Tony. <laughs> Well, that killed that moment. I mean, here's the thing. I didn't think I needed to give you a heads up. Like that's not the way we talk in real life. So I just assumed no big deal. Nope. I was wrong. I made a mistake. No laugh. (sighs) Ah. Just, it just said it was an embarrassing moment. Yeah. For you, for you, yes. how about me riding shotgun with my mama on the way back from the damn hospital. Oh, really? And you're over here. Really? You're the purveyor of all this, all this bad language. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're the one that brought bad language out of me. You're I, the one that comes up with all these rap songs about wait, pussies. Wait, and wait, 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 for me to read. You're the one that wait. You're the, you're, you're the, uh, leader of the fucking band. Wait a I, goddamn minute. I went to the NWA legends fan fest and saw you on stage with Mr. Jim Valley and you're just dropping F bombs left and right. And that is when I decided we should do a podcast because I realized that you were a foul mouth mongrel. And then I realized that you had absolutely no culture about you. And you thought the last good song you heard was from Taylor Swift or George Strait. And I decided to introduce you to the hip hop culture to further endear yourself to a younger generation of fans. And it works so well. You're a goddamn millionaire now. And you're going to be running around here. Shit talking me because you use foul language in front of my mama. Well, I apologize. (laughs) Yeah. As you know, she is my mom and she was like, Oh Lord, that must be some of y'all's podcasts. Mm, mm, mm. And she didn't care. Yeah, but I did. Yeah. I'm sure you cared. You Mm -hmm. hung up the phone, popped a blue (laughs) chew, went in there, took Lewis to pound town, had a couple celebratory Moscow mules and decided to clip your toenails for the first time in 2019. It was a great day. And when I clip my toenails, you know, it's a great day. By the way, now that you're a, you're a hashtag millionaire, you are, that's the reason I picked juvenile too. I hope everybody picked up on that because he was the first star to really pop off from the cash money millionaire. So that's where Tony Schiavone is. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, I gotta ask, are you about to go get your, your first pedicure? Uh, no. Why not? No. Because I, years ago when I was in WCW, I got a pedicure Yeah, and I ended up getting, uh, uh, fungus oh, in my toenail. That's cause you went to the wrong. Listen, remember when you were a sophomore in high school and you got syphilis, didn't keep you from trying to sling that wood. Yeah. Didn't keep you from trying to get girls to back that ass up. Yeah. Didn't get, didn't keep you from trying to okay. approach big Where fine going- women. Yeah. Cause it was worth it. And you wanted to go back and check it out this time. You're just going to do what you should have done in your, in your love life. Find a woman who's a little cleaner, help you out with your, uh, your toenails, well, how do your you talent. find a woman? What do you, what do you do? You walk in one of those places, say, pardon me, miss, 
Are you clean? I mean, well, listen, you, you they first, all clean their. Here's the deal. First of all, you eyeball it. All right. Oh, okay. That's not going to work. And second of all, you, you, you... <laughs> do what? Gotta check it out. Okay. Okay. Hey, how about Ming and the Barbarian? What a tough team they were, huh? I was told once, if it smells like cologne, leave it alone. <laughs> so, no, I'm not going to get a pedicure. Well, I think you should. I'm getting one. Oh, I'm sure you are. I'm getting one uh, right before Starcast. I figure I'm going to walk 9,000 fucking miles a day. So, might as well go ahead and uh, get ready for the wreckage. Oh, by the way, how's your staff coming together for Starcast? Good? No, I don't have. Uh, he doesn't have staff. He has MRSA. <laughs> a little different. How's your? How, uh, never mind. <laughs> what? I mean, yeah, your son's there. If that's what you're asking, how about it? We're getting another Shivani in the wrestling business. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, Silva's going to be there. And uh, unfortunately, Silva will be there. Chris McDonald. Oh yeah. Old McDonald will be there. Dave Hancock will be there. Oh boy. Michael Dawkins will be there. Okay. That's good. Our, our, our little, I guess, we our should, little... I guess we should explain. He is, uh, who we refer to on the show as our gimmick attorney. Mm-hmm. Who's, uh, is our girl going to be there? A little girl. Nah, we'll, we'll have to talk about that. Okay. Apparently not. I mean, here's the deal. I hope so, but you know, I, I had, um, she was working on some other stuff with mm-hmm. some other folks too. Okay. And gotcha. I, I don't know where that is now. Okay. Steve so, Kaufman going to be there. Well, no, I doubt it. Cause he's a West coast guy. Okay. But got we, some good staff. we got good people. We will have, um, Josh Chernoff and some of the GoPro media guys and I guess speaking of GoPro, we should mention that, uh, got one more podcast we're going to be able to do live and, uh, tickets are on sale. Now you want to tell everybody where to get them. Tony and Conrad live.com Tony and Conrad live.com. And we're coming to see you in September, the end of the month. And, uh, I believe it's the last one we have on the books. Of course, we're talking about September 28th in Wayne, New Jersey. We're going to be doing a little bit of a matinee show. And then right after our show, there's going to be live wrestling matches. And, uh, Tony, I, I was really surprised when you were doing your rap song, you didn't give a shout out to one of your very favorite female performers who may or may not be a big fine woman herself, Mr. Jordan grace, who you're a big fan of and, uh, tickets are on sale now. So come see us stick around for the wrestling. And, uh, there's even an opportunity, uh, if you buy. Uh, one of our tickets to go ahead and, and do the wrestling show as well. So check it out. Tony and Conrad live.com September 28th in Wayne, New Jersey. And what we're seeing now is uh Ric Flair come to the ring. Unusually dressed low key. There's no fancy suit. There's no fancy coat jacket. Uh, he's just got on a, uh, a long sleeve shirt, but it's not even tucked in. I guess that's a vest maybe, but it's just uh, it's a different look for him without the coat. Uh, what do you think? Uh, what do you think he's saying here? Me 
Dean. Dean. Hey, I'm here because Wendy told me I could be here. Also, you may have seen on Twitter just the other day that I said the Georgia Bulldogs are going to win the national championship. How you like that, Conrad? Ha! How you like that? Oh, here comes Kurt Hennig now. We're going to track some of this, aren't we? Yeah. I'm going to uh, fire it up when it's uh, R.N. Anderson's time. As a reminder here, we've got uh, Chris Benoit in the ring. He's one of the four horsemen. We've also got uh, Steve Mongo McMichael, uh, one of the four horsemen. And we've got uh, Rick Flair talking to Mean Gene, and he's called out Kurt Henning. And, of course, Mean Gene is talking about how we've got uh, – Maybe one of the biggest spots in wrestling available, a spot in the four horsemen. And they have asked Kurt Henning. They have asked him, uh, will you consider? And Kurt is milling this over. I thought, you know, this ended up being a, a, a pretty big angle with, uh, you know, him turning on the horseman and everything. But, but I thought Henning was, I thought he should have been one. I thought they should have played it out. And of course with Mongo there, wouldn't you say yes? You mean in, in storyline, if, if they're asking me and I don't want Mongo no. to beat me up or whatever. No, I'm just being funny. Trying to be funny. I can never tell with you now, by the okay. way, here, here comes Aaron Anderson. We're going to lay out and let you just let this soak in for a minute. Who is a household word here in Columbia, South Carolina. It has got to be the man who is coming to the ring right now. One of the all-time legends of this great sport, the enforcer, Arn Anderson. A standing ovation. Look at that. It's a pleasure to hold the microphone, Mr. Anderson, up for you on this occasion. Well, Gene, all I can tell you, to get a response like this means what I got to say tonight mean that much more. You see, I'm a realist, and everybody knows I've got average size and speed and average ability, but I've parlayed that into what I would call a very successful career. And I did that on sheer will alone. But another reality is, four months ago, they took four vertebrae out of my neck. Consequently, I'm left with a hand, my left hand, too weak to hold a glass, too weak to button a button. But I thought in my mind, I knew in my mind I could overcome that too, through sheer will. And I was doing just like that. I think I've come back a long way. But the other day I had something happen in the gym that was like a cold slap in the face of reality. A guy about your size, Gene, came up and he slapped me on the back and he said, Double A, where you been? We hadn't seen you on TV. And just that slap sent a jolt through me and I dropped the water I was drinking and just for a second, my system shut down and it became crystal clear as I watched the few little drops of water draining out of that bottle, the symbolism that was involved. It was like someone had turned an hourglass over and the sand was running out on the career of Arn Anderson. Now, the fact of the matter is, not only do I put myself in a suicide situation by trying to wrestle again, I endanger these two men's careers, and I respect them too much for that. And other 
than be anything than the enforcer in my best friend's eyes, I'd rather walk away. And for all you people out there that have ever bought a ticket to see Arn Anderson wrestle, whether you love me or you hated me, you knew that when that bell rang, you got all I had that night. Whether I won, whether I lost, I gave you everything I had. And you knew that. And when you did this to me, that was your acknowledgement. Well, the fact is, I got nothing left to give. And I want you to remember me as I was, not as I am. But being the man that I am, my last act, formerly as a horseman, I got one last challenge. And that's to you, Kurt Henning. Now don't misunderstand me, it's not for a fight. You got something special. I've seen you in this ring, your skills, your maturity, your commitment to excellence makes you something special. And what my challenge is to you, Kurt, is stand beside my best friend, Ric Flair, and lead these two men back to the glory and the prominence that the four horsemen once had and I'm going to tell you what your prize is. It's not a spot with the horseman. Because this is worth a lot more than that to me. I'm going to give you the only thing I got left. Not a spot. Not a spot. I'll give you my spot. Wow. Kurt Hennig. You know, I know every wrestler that's ever been around or involved in this business we call wrestling who would pass up the honor to not only be a horseman, but to come out and take Arn Anderson's spot as the enforcer of the four horsemen, I have only one thing to say. It would be a privilege. Man, how cool is that? That's how you do a promo, buddy. That's how you get over. One of the best promos maybe in the history of wrestling. I agree. You know, and Arn, knowing what to do, not only was talking to Kurt, he turned to talk to the camera as well. You just, and I'm telling you, that's talent that you just, you, you either have it or you don't. How about Rick crying in the background? Oh, uh, when he said, uh, you know. I got nothing left to give. And you could see rip Rick's, uh, bottom lip quivering a little bit. It's pretty crazy. You know, well, that's, what's, what's so special about wrestling is when something's real, you know, like, um, not just the funny ha ha's, you know, not, Hey, this is a storyline, but when you can watch something and just for a minute, be taken out of what you know, to be true. Right. And okay, this was, this was theater of the mind. And that was a performance and blah, blah, blah. But this, this was real, right? That's something else, man. And, and that's what that moment was. It was a real moment in wrestling. It wasn't, you know, Rick Flair said that, uh, sting was in the back teared up watching that because it wasn't just TV. It was, it was a real life situation as, as Rick would say. 
And it brings back all the memories of when the Four Horsemen were first formed by Arn on the set of TBS a decade prior. And and here we are. And what an ovation as he's walking in from the fans as well. Just uh, it's uh, it's really one of our it's really one of our best moments. It really, really is. Of all the years we did Nitro, one of our best moments. And you know what? Eddie Guerrero, man, after that long talk, you know, he had, Eddie had it in him. He knew, again, you can't teach things like this. Eddie came in and he took the fight right to Mongo. He made, all of a sudden, he went from a big talking segment that was tremendous and was emotional, but still, as far as action in the ring, was kind of, was had slowed the show down. And he picked up the action immediately when he came back in. Man, you know, Eddie knew what he was doing. Now feels like as good a time as any to uh, tell everybody to go subscribe to uh, or follow rather uh, a new Twitter account the, at the Arn Show because next month Arn Anderson is going to join our podcast family. Uh, Mondays will be all about eighty-three weeks. Tuesdays will belong to the four horsemen and Arn Anderson Wednesday. What happened when with Tony Schiavone, of course, Thursday grill and JR and Friday, something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. That's quite a lineup there. Uh, Jesus, whatever. I'm super excited that we've got Arn involved. And, and I know this is, uh, this is going to be a little bit of a challenge for me podcast wise, because Arn's not on social media at all. Uh, the only way you'll be able to communicate with Arn is, is, uh, at least for now through that new Twitter account at the Arn show. And, uh, I know you're setting, helping me set up Arn's, uh, home studio and he's got, uh, a new, new mic processor, new mic, new board, new, uh, computer. He's got the whole rig set up now. I look forward to helping him set that up. Now, I, I do need to say, Arn and I have been very close friends for a long time, probably as close a friend as I, I have in the wrestling business. Uh, and I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I, I think what I think with Arn, what we're going to see is we are going to see a little bit of the Arn, a lot of the Arn that we just saw, uh, who's serious about the business and knows exactly Tombstone Piledriver, and that's it. Uh, but we're also, I, I think also what the fans are going to see and hopefully what the fans are going to hear is the Arn Anderson, who was backstage, who was, and still is, by the way, one of the funniest men ever. Just absolutely funny. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Of course, and it's all predicated on the fact, can I teach him how to work a computer? Because he is from Rome, Georgia, and he is a redneck and he is a dumbass. Uh, when it comes to electronics. So that'll be a challenge, but I'm sure. I mean, I told him, I said, have you ever held a, held a mouse in your hand? Have you ever pointed and clicked? So that's where I'm coming in there. We had a lot of mean gene to this show, didn't we? I'm pretty excited about, uh, Arn though, because Arn has never really, you know, and he would even hate that I'm using this phrase, but Arn's never really quote unquote broken kayfabe. You know, he's, uh, right. He's held professional wrestling business in very high regard. And he feels like it shouldn't be uh, a quote unquote clown show. And that, um, you know, a magician shouldn't reveal his tricks. So 
what we won't be doing on the show is explaining how to throw the best working punch and how to properly take a flat back bump. But what we will be telling you on the show are some of his favorite memories from the territory days and Jim Crockett promotions and WCW and going over to the WWF coming back to WCW, all of that in front of the camera. But then there's a lot of stuff that's happened in the last gosh, two decades behind the scenes where he was, uh, an agent and producer for the WWE and just going to be a, uh, a plethora of stories and a lot of fans maybe have grown up loving Arn Anderson and what they saw on TV. The only thing that is even more entertaining is Marty Lundy behind the scenes with his wit and humor and storytelling ability. And, and I'm, I'm pretty excited that, uh, fans get to see that really for the first time. And you're right about the stories that he has since he retired from the wrestling business as an agent, those have to be some great stories. And, and there was no question without question that I watched a lot of shows, WWE shows, uh, over the last couple of years, thanks to you. And you could always tell the matches that he set up that he was the agent for. You could tell him because they knew how to tell a story in the ring in those matches. So that's enough. By the way, that is as inside of a joke as it gets for Starcast too. Uh, old man, Chris McDonald broke out the, uh, his favorite Conan moment from the nitro era mm-hmm. was where he would, uh, be talking to a tigress or whoever and would say, you like my shirt, touch it, feel it. And she would. And then he would say, that's enough. And it fucking murdered Chris. And yeah, when we were uh, taking some shots at Starcast two with this wrinkle or that wrinkle, he would break out the that's enough. To me, it's one of the it's one of the things that 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 has stood the test of time from Nitro. Stood the test of time from Starcast two. I'll tell you that. <laughs> this is a great venue. I said it before. A great venue for us, and it's all worked. This is. Uh, Man, this is '97. Oh, holy! Oh, this is when this is when that prick's gonna come out and, and do the commentary. I love you said that prick. Mm-hmm. You mean your former boss? Yes. Mm-hmm. How glad are you that you don't have to work for him in 2019? Oh, I don't know. I uh, I always enjoyed working with Eric. I did. Well, then why'd you call him a prick? <laughs> Because, well, look at him. He flicked Mike in the head. He chased Heenan away. He's a prick. Well, a, a, the real prick here is you for not buttoning your collar. You can see those buttons and the collars just flailing around, doing whatever it wants. Wait a minute. You wanted me to button my top collar there? No, no. Like, you've got, like, collar stays, like where your oh, collar would things. pin down. Yeah. And you're not doing it. Oh, look at that diet drink. Give it a try. And then pat you on the stomach. There it is. There it is. It was after my ass. Then I can't believe that we actually saw it happen on nitro. I kind of (laughs) forgot about that. Yeah. That's a great moment in nitro. 
a great nitro fucking moment. Is this as cool as Eric ever looked? Yeah, he looked pretty cool here. You know, we were mocking him last week saying that he was a perfect looking human. Mm-hmm. But as you're looking at him here, you're like, well, damn, he kind of does look cool there. Well, hey, you know what? There were a, there were a lot of women who thought he was a, was fucking hot. Who were some oh. of these women? What's that? Who were some of these women? I just, a lot of women that I had said, man, Eric Bischoff is a good looking man. And, uh, I think that was, what the fuck? Eugene Nagata. I get it. What the fuck is that? What the fuck is this? Uh, it looks like he's taking some, uh, by the way, Eugene, Nagata's is a fucking legend now. Okay, Just good. Shit. But he needs to, to get the tire flaps off of him. You don't think that's a cool look? No shit. Hang on now. Hang it looks on. like something you put the floorboard of your car. Hang on now. Hang on now. A guy came out earlier with a blue contact in and it was snowing in South Carolina and he's dressed in neon blue and doing hayas all over. Exactly. With, with set props from aggro right. crag yeah. and, and you take issue with Eugene Nagata wearing a chest protector. Yes, I do. Okay. Because that was all the part of the gimmick. And this is Eugene Nagata who can perform. He just throws that over his top. Like, you know, what do you think about, uh, Chris Jericho here at 97, by the way, I think we've covered it forever and ever when he, when he does his heel persona in WCW, my absolute favorite. But his baby face WCW stuff, Andy wrestler, number five seventy two. Okay. No, I'm just saying like, you could tell here, like even he was not exactly sure. Like what's my character. Right. What am I supposed to be doing? I mean, he knows how to wrestle. What's the bell rings, man. We're roll tied, but just the actual presentation he's walking to the ring and he doesn't really know like. What's my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing? Now, I'm not knocking him for that. I'm saying once he was able to flip the switch and, and, and show you his heel persona, it was my favorite thing in wrestling that year. I remember one of my, my first wrestling shirt being back in, of course, as a wrestling fan was the NWO shirt and then probably Austin three sixteen. but the only other one I had in that era was the Monday night Jericho. So if you're in the, if you're in that company with the NWO and Austin three sixteen, you're doing something right. And how about here in now 2019, he is still a top star. I don't think he'll ever retire. I think oh. he's, I think he's the, this generation's Ric Flair. Yeah. I, I think he is uh to me, he's ageless and I know he's changed a little bit. He's gotten older. He's a little bit heavier than he used to be. I mean, everybody changes. Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. You just said ageless. And then you listed how all the things have changed because he's old. No, I didn't say that. I'm, I'm stating fact, but I'm saying he's ageless. And the fact that when he performs in the ring, he's every bit to me, the Chris Jericho that we're seeing right now, even though he may not look the same and no one looks the same. I mean, you know, I, I've gotten ruggedly handsomer, uh, since my days in WCW. Yeah. You know, so I was just talking to me about that, about how you uh, are more attractive now than you've ever been. 
Who talked to you about that? Well, I'm not going to say on the air, but it's somebody who wants to uh, back that ass up. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It's funny because they had never mentioned that at all until I told them about your newfound riches. Mm -hmm. And then. <laughs> That'll do it. That'll make you handsome. Yep. Ask my wife. <laughs> uh, Dude, I saw this great rant the other day. I got to send you. It was sky on Facebook going off about get you a woman you can afford. And I just thought, boy, I got to send this to Tony Schiavone. He would think this is the funniest thing ever. But that was the day when you were like, fuck you. Fuck Silva. Fuck all wrestling fans. I'm sticking to baseball. Oh, that was a fun day for me. <laughs> I'm sure it was. I was just laughing. Well, I, I know that annoys you too. When I don't take it seriously. And at that moment, I know you mean all of it. And I'm just LOLing everything. I know. And it just makes you matter and matter and matter. Yeah. And it's fun for me. Yeah. Well, thank God that's over. That part of my life. I you mean, hope. You mean that afternoon? That afternoon. Yes. And you know, it, it started out as such a great day for me. I went to, I was in Norfolk, Virginia. I love Norfolk, Virginia. And I went to this men's salon to get my hair done, get my beard colored, had a beautiful lady named Mary who was cutting my hair and everything. And all of a sudden, as I'm in the chair, I get this text. <clears throat> uh, you may want to uh, rethink something. And then that started. In fairness, I wasn't saying that to stir shit. I was giving honest. I know you were. Look out for my buddy. I know. Feedback. And I, I took it that way. I, I, I know sometimes you think I'm just trying to fuck with you all the time, but in that moment, yeah, I was 90, like, 95% of the time you are. But I know when to be sincere and be helpful. And that's what I was trying to do. And, and they, you were, and you were very helpful. And then fast forward 10 minutes and you're fuck you. And I'm like, Whoa, what, I, what did I do? I, I had nothing to do with this. <laughs> I was not consulted on humiliating yourself for sandwich money. <laughs> I would have not co-signed that and you did it. And now I'm trying to help you clean it up. And you're mad at me. This is like being married twice. Well, sandwich money's important. By the way, since we're talking about Sammy's, have you had a, uh, a Popeye's chicken sandwich? Everybody's losing their mind about this. A Popeye's chicken. I have not. It's apparently taken over the world. Have you missed this? No, I'm a, I come by, you know, I've, uh, are, are they paying anything to be on this podcast? No, I'm just asking if you had it. I'm not, I'm not putting it over. I'm just yeah, asking. Oh, yes, you are putting it over. No, I'm saying the internet is just. A flutter with who has the best chicken sandwich now, Chick-fil-A or Popeye's. I haven't oh. had a Popeye's. It's brand new. You can't get one in Huntsville. I mean, you can, but you got to wait like two fucking hours. And so I'm asking, cause I don't want to go wait two hours for goddamn chicken. Did you try it? I have not. Why are you so mad about me talking about a product or service and asking if you tried it? I didn't say put it over. I've never had it. Hmm. I'm going to try it. And if it's shitty, I'll tell you about it next week. I'm going to try it too. Well, maybe not. No, you're not. You got, you got to be 
conscious of your girlish figure now that you're a television star. Yeah, I, I just hope that I don't over-celebrate. Hi, from Pensacola, Florida, I'm Lee Marshall. Let's go to uh, I, let's go to Las Vegas with Lee Marshall. You want to? Go to Las Vegas with Lee Marshall? To celebrate. Oh. You know, you and I do need to celebrate. Well, I'm celebrating with the family. Uh, who didn't do shit with any of this, by the way, <laughs> had nothing to do with fucking oh, any okay. of it. Okay. I've celebrated on my own, uh, <laughs> on my own. What does yes, that I, mean? You downloaded some spank revision on the road when you're out there calling baseball. No, no. The oh. other day, <laughs> the other day in Durham, North Carolina, I went to a bar by myself and drank two mules. You went to a bar by yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, did you, uh, get any stink on your hang low? <laughs> no. Dude, you no, should not I don't go. go to those type of, I don't go, I don't go to bars for that. You should not. I'm an old fucker with a ring on his finger. Okay. That that's like bait. <laughs> that's, that's what that is. Let me just tell you in the future mm-hmm. pro tip, you should never go to a bar by yourself. Really? Yes. Don't do that again. Well, when I'm with the baseball team, who am I going to go with? Uh, no, just don't go. Don't go to the bar by yourself. You need to have a buddy system when you're going to the bar at your advanced age. So <laughs> if someone slips something into your drink, what, what, what happens? You're dead. We don't know where you are. I don't go to those type of bars. No, you, you don't know what type of bar you were in. I'm telling you now that you're an international celebrity again, <laughs> and you've got all this fame and fortune. You don't need to be going to bars by yourself. Hey, I know you're talking, but I'm only looking at Jackie's titties right now. Sorry. So you were going to tell me something about, you were going to celebrate with me. Yes, I am. All right. When are we making that happen? Uh, I don't know. I was thinking that I was thinking that, uh, well, it's going to have to, well, I don't know. Exactly. I, well, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, be the perfect time. Nine twenty-eight, Wayne, New Jersey. Yes. Tony and Conrad live.com. Yes. I was thinking I could come to Huntsville, but after the Vanderbilt game, but you'll still be in Chicago. Is, is that this week? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Vanderbilt Saturday night. Uh, yeah. and, uh, yeah, I, don't the dogs. Know, I don't know if you're in the loop on that, but, uh, the company you work for that's paying you all this money, they have a real big wrestling show that you're, that you're no showing. I'm not no showing. They know this. No, I know, but I'm just saying you're still getting paid to not be there. And I'm, I'm, I'm not getting paid to be there. You see, that's what a good friend I am. I have to be there. And in fact, I'm paying to be there mm-hmm. and you are being paid to not be there. This is where we are in life. I, we know what I need. I got to find me a goddamn Conrad Thompson. If I can find me a Conrad Thompson, then I'll have something to celebrate. Buff Bagwell needs a Conrad Thompson too. No, he doesn't. Yes. He needs somebody with a money bag that he can leave open that he can just reach in and run. Yeah, baby. You know, as I look at this cast or characters here. I realize the only person that I have not had a star caster done business with is Mike Jones. Literally everyone else who was in that skit. 
Isn't that crazy? Has Rick Steiner been a star cast? Oh, no, you're right. He wasn't. Love to see Rick, man. He's good, dude. When was the last time you saw him? Oh, my gosh. Probably uh, the, last, uh, the last time we did a show together. I saw him in uh, 13 or 14. I think it was 14. Right. But this is the worst Nitro Girl outfit yet. Yeah, I don't like this at all. It's like they're trying. This is like something you would see at a Christmas pageant or something. Right. No, we're in South Carolina in August. Yeah. But, uh, the fact is that, uh, spice right there in the front looks, looks good in anything. Dude, why are you obsessed with her? We got to make this happen. Because we were, we were actually, uh, we were very friendly. Hmm. Really? No, don't go. Mm. Well, you were asking earlier how much his air she had on her pizza. See, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, well, okay. By the way, well, I don't know how much his air she had on her pizza. Cause I never did chizek, but I uh, wish would have, if she would have lived at me. Z. Well, this fizzines out. <laughs> I'm trying to, uh, oh, wow. I just found her. That did not take long. Yeah. I, uh, no, she's uh she's a good person. She really is. Good person. Oh my god, listen to you. And when I saw her at Wrestle when I was at uh, WrestleCon during the WrestleMania weekend and I saw her at, at the Nitro Girls table, I immediately went over and put my arms around her and told her how much I loved her. Which is probably a creepy thing to do, but that's how I am. Oh, so I mean, you've, I, so you've seen her recently. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. She looks, and she still looks great, man. She was always, you know, she was like really athletic. I mean, all the girls were very beautiful, voluptuous, but she was athletic. And that's what I liked. Speaking of athletic, take a look at this guy. You're talking about, uh, a guy that I look forward to talking to. Yeah. It's going to go down, uh, what tomorrow on, uh, no two. Yeah. Two days from now. Right. This Friday. Dean Malenko sits down to tell his story with Tony Schiavone and Dean's got quite the story to tell. I, I think that Dean Malenko is one of those guys who is a little bit like Arn Anderson in that, uh, he's, he's funny. He knows how to tell a story. He's been around the business forever, but he has so much respect for the business that he's always really played everything close to the best. I think he just did his first shoot interview ever. He normally doesn't do, you know, sort of on stage panel discussions and things like that. And. He's never written a book and he doesn't do social media at all. Uh, but this is a guy who started working in the territories in 79, a multi-generation wrestler. Of course, his, his dad, a famous wrestler in his own right, uh, Boris Malenko. And he starts out as a referee in Tampa and even works briefly as a referee uh, for the WWF. And I think that probably is news to some folks. And then he pops up in ECW is really his first big sort of mainstream American situation in 94. And he's a part of the triple threat with Shane Douglas, but his feud with Eddie Guerrero and those series of matches really helped put him on the mat uh, on the map. And, uh, just a year later, he winds up in WCW and has a heck of a run there until he jumped ship to the WWE. And then when he, uh, backs it down and decides to go ahead and retire, He's been backstage with the WWE for a long time. And that all finally came to an end in April of this year. And gosh, I think less than a month later, he was announced as being part of AEW. And 
Roll Tide, man. I'm very interested to talk to him not only about his career, but his father's career. And uh, because I knew I knew of Professor Boris Malenko, but more later in his career when he was a manager. But uh, he was really, really, really cool. And I look forward to that. And uh, Malenko was in many ways, and as we're seeing right here, everything he did was so snug and it, just like a Eddie Guerrero. And that's why he and Eddie had such a great run, I'm sure. Because everything they did looked real. That's because a lot of the shit they did was real. But I think a lot of people uh, may not remember that Dean has a brother, Joe, who right. actually uh, worked a little bit with ECW back in the day. And I think he was involved uh, briefly in the Jericho angle and WCW and I think now he's out of the business, but Dean Malenko, man, a guy that not a lot of people know a lot about, but you know, very, very well respected. I think he was the uh, rated the number one wrestler in the world back in 1997 in pro wrestling illustrated, which is a great honor. And one technical wrestler of the year in the observer in 96 and 97 few of the year in 95. Honored to be, uh, in the hardcore hall of fame, lots of gold picked up along the way, light heavyweight championship and the WWF and tag titles and cruiserweights and us and WCW. And I think we mentioned tag title and TV champ for ECW. So everywhere he went, he picked up some gold and he did it when a lot of other people may have thought that that was not in the cards for him because he wasn't, especially in that era. You got to think when you're starting wrestling in 79 and you're going to go through all of the eighties, people wanted monsters. And that was, that was not him, man, but he made it work. I don't even need, need to do my research now. Thank you very much for all of that. You just did it all, man. You know, it's, well, and that's the thing too. Like I encourage anybody who's like, I think his best storyline work was probably with, uh, Jericho in 98, but right. The matches that really stood out to me the most are his feud with Eddie Guerrero and ECW. And then his feud with Ray Mysterio in WCW, like his stuff in the fall of 96, like go watch Halloween havoc 96 with Dean Malenko and Ray Mysterio, man, those motherfuckers just wore it out and everything he did looked authentic. It looked legitimate. It looked like a real athletic competition. Hey, we're seeing a promo here for the old six shirts. So it's got the NWO logo on the front and it's got a six ball, like from uh billiards or pool on the back. That was a cool shirt, man. It was a cool shirt. Less WWE still sell them. No, no. They still sell NWO shirts and, yeah. uh, the, the guy, Kevin Nash is still making well into the six figures just on wow. royalties. Uh, I mean, all these years later from those shirts. So something. Now this is, a, this is a much better look from the nitro girls. Don't you think? Then the red that we saw them on there. There's our girl spice. And fire. Terry Byrne, Great kid. I was uh, in a number of limo rides with Nitro Girls. 
And? We got to know each other. And? Uh, I left those limo rides with a, a very different perspective on the Nitro Girls. How so? Well, I mean, they're beautiful and they're great to look at and they're great dancers, but uh, a lot of them are, were very in, intelligent, uh, fun-loving, uh, great conversationalists, great kids to be around. Took a number of limo rides with them. We were doing like appearances, things like that. Okay. Uh, one was in Greenville, South Carolina. And, uh, and of course, I, as, as the story goes and, and it's true that I did spend a lot of time back in, in makeup, just hanging out with the girls. And don't read too look at that fucking sign. Don't read too much into that. But I did. And I got to know the girls. Okay. I was just a friendly guy. I mean, I was a friendly guy. All right. And I t <laughs> and I told you, I've told you the story before, and I'll tell it again. Please do. I, okay. When I was in high school, my best friend was a girl. Mm. Platonic. No sex, nothing. My best friend was a girl. Mm. And I've always been able to connect with women mm -hmm. in a non-sexual way. All right. That's why I was so, that's why I enjoyed working at Starbucks so much because I would work in there with like four or five girls age 23 to 25 okay. and I got along with them. All right. Where am I going with this? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I, I just thought maybe I just you want, I just wanted to, to to address the fact that, oh, Shivani's an old creepy guy. No, he's not. Well, he's not an old creepy guy. There's nothing wrong with saying a woman is beautiful. Well, there's there is there. Yes, there is. You're not allowed to do that. Oh, bullshit. Nope. Bullshit. No, nope. there'll be there'll be paperwork involved. Okay. Well, then, then society is going straight to hell. Mm -hmm. So what should I do instead of saying women are uh, saying, gosh, you're a beautiful woman. Should I say, Hey, you're just an ugly old bitch. Should I say that? No. Okay. You should not do that. Okay. So what, what I'm saying is, is that I wanted, I wanted to dispel this because I, uh, I approached, uh, the nitro girls as equals as people as friends, as talking to them and not as sexual objects. Okay. So, Hey, so this is a pretty good matchup here, right? All right. <laughs> Macho man and Lex Luger. Wonder if Luger's going to give us that shitty clothesline of his, that one that he, we even put in the open of the fucking show. He would give that clothesline. He hit the guy on top of the head, and we put that in the entrance of Nitro. It's like, come up with something else. But that's what he liked. <laughs> Stop it. You're making fun of me. All right. Yeah, you are. You're making. Stop making fun of me. How, what am I doing wrong now? Okay. So, hey, I do want to address this: that uh, even though my life is changing. Uh, and I'm not able to say anything right now as we're taping this because 
well, nothing's officially been said, even though my life is changing, don't think for a moment that Conrad and I, our show on September 28th in Wayne, New Jersey, is going to be our last show because it's not. So there. Yeah, so, if you, the, so if you can't come been, to this one, don't worry. There'll be plenty more. No, no, got to come. No, got to come to this one. We got to know more. Sorry. Serious Thanks. business. Let's just run through it. You got football through the end of the year. You're not going to be able to do weekend shows. We're able to do can, this one. Cause it's the off week. It's the, it's the bye week. I can do Sundays. Oh, no, God. can't do Sundays. Fuck not when the Jaguars are playing at home. Thank you. You're going to have to be down. I don't know if you know, but you're supposed to be down there doing some powdering. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Are you okay? <laughs> doing some what? Powdering. Powdering. <laughs> I know what I'm going to be doing down there. Okay. And it doesn't involve powdering. Let's stop. The, <laughs> you are the biggest, literally the biggest ins, fucking instigator I have ever come across in my life. <laughs> have you come across a lot of people, Tony? <laughs> yes, I have <laughs> nothing like you though. So you're, so you're a comer across her. <laughs> nothing like you oh hell of a match going on here now though uh how far removed is this from luger becoming the world champion this is like a month before right no you, it's you're, not? you're way way off this this is later the same month oh it is okay yes uh i, I thought I, he i thought it was september of, of 97 that he won the title okay no it's august 9th 1997. This is August 25th, 1997. Okay. So that was two weeks prior. Mm, two weeks prior. Okay. Do you have a lot of uh, AEW shirts? Me? Yeah. No, no, I do not. Mm. I do not. Might need to get some. Oh, I'm sure I will need. Well, who knows? It's hard for me to uh, sitting here with you and, and trying to, to look back at nitro, to be able to say what my, what all I'm going to be involved with in my life for the next couple of, for the rest of my life. Um, but I do would like to say that I, I I'm did, enjoying wait, this wait, match. Did you just say, I do would like to say, yes, that's not going to cut it in the big leagues. <laughs> You're going to have to get your shit together. Okay. I do would like to say, I would like to say Thank that, uh, this is a, uh, this is a lot of star power in this match. And, and I would also, I would do like to say, Oh, I would also like to say is, 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 is that siren you or me? Is somebody coming down the, uh, no, no, I, I live on a private road. Gosh, that never, never stopped the police. By the way, uh, I'm getting a neighbor. Oh, that's me. Oh, you getting a neighbor? Yeah. yeah. Really? There's only two houses on my street, but they're they're finally building a third one. Well, that's great. No, it's not. I've got to drive through bullshit every day. Oh, you mean the construction? Yeah. Yeah. I'm out. I don't like it. Well, why don't you go over there and say, Hey, you, you may not know me, but I'm a famous podcaster and I'm also probably the one that 
that's financing this building move somewhere fucking else. No, the guy building it, I don't get along with. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm just stuck. I got to deal with this shit. It's sort of like a Lex Luger main event, you know? (laughs) Yes, I know what you're saying. (laughs) You're just fucking stuck with it. It's stuck with it. But you know, the macho man could have a match with anybody. Can he really? He was well, not now he's dead, but it's going to say it's probably tough these days. Yeah. He and silver King are probably having a match somewhere. Why why are you doing that? Well, I'm just trying to just trying to think on my feet here. You should, you should not be mean. Okay. I'm not mean. I just, I'm not being mean at all. He and Roddy Piper could team up now. Sleeper, sleeper, sleeper. He's got him. Luger trying to pretend he's going out. Oh no, he's not going out. Look how strong he is. Conrad shaking those arms. Ready to go. Go to pick him up. Belly to back suplex. And I'm not so sure the fans really give a shit. There is no, as Dave Meltzer would say, not much heat in this match. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. It's, it's not really, uh, I wouldn't say it's a bad match and and they have a lot of star power, you know, their names mean a lot, but I don't know. It's just sort of there for me, especially after the realism of that. Arn Anderson promo, which was just exactly. something else, man. That, that is one of the, it's probably something you probably should have ended the show with. Well, you got to appreciate it's Eric Bischoff with the book. Um, Eric Bischoff thinks that, uh, the horsemen are sort of lame and passe and old Southern wrestling. Right. And. All right. I, I see where you're going. I mean, with you this. know, they're going to embarrass Arn Anderson with the, right. with the spoof and nobody sees a problem with that. And, you know, that's really what sucks about the whole thing is the last time we saw Kevin Nash on this show, he's threatening to swing a belt at a bird. Yeah. But then, you know, Arn Anderson comes out and cuts a heartfelt promo and it's killer. And we sort of mock that. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess it is what it is, but. That's, fans just, that's group, just not what they were doing. That's all. Fans were really into the uh, Luger racking uh, Macho Man. Oh, and yeah. Now, the rack gets over. And that's the yeah. thing is like, even if you're like not a big Luger fan, the rack is over. Sure. And so is our show. Well, Tony. Mm hmm. I look at my clock. What do you see? I feel like it's, uh, I feel like it's, uh, I feel like it's about that time. It is Conrad. And I'd like to say that I'm so glad that Wednesdays on what happened when this is my spot, absolutely my spot. And I'd also like to say that what I did today was juvenile. That's right. It was juvenile. And I promise that. (sighs) Well, I guess I'm going to do it again next week. 
So be sure to back that ass up. And I'm Tony Schiavone, correct for Conrad Thompson, as I do would. We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on What Happened When, right here as well as on Patron. And by the way, it's not do wood. It's sling that wood. Oh, sling that wood. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Listen up, slapdicks. Get your stuff at boxagimmicks.com with new items each week. The official store of what happened when. Something to wrestle with. 83 weeks and grilling with JR. Log on, get your gimmicks for the wrestling fan in your life. And staying. Oh, hold on. I need to tell you first about Patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. Want to be a Loki Big Hog or a Glass Bottom Boat Rider? How about a member of the Hot Tag Express? Join Tony Schiavone, Conrad Thompson with bonus podcasts, behind the scenes videos, live weekly chats, new content each week. And sting and by loadsrules.com. Get all your t shirts from what happened when right now. And that's another thing. Sting. Oh, wait, hold on, more promotion. And by Starcast 3. It's returning to Chicago Labor Day weekend, August 29th through September 1st. For more information, go to Stargast.com and Sting. I will see you there. Remember to look for the Black Scorpion where your darkest fears lie. Oh wait, one more thing. Be sure to check out What Happened When Live as Tony and Conrad hit the road in Wayne, New Jersey. Saturday, September 28th, from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Part of the GoPro Wrestling Show. Tickets at TonyAndConradLive.com. They'll be at the Turf City Indoor Sports Center in Wayne, New Jersey. Also, Sting, I'm coming for you. Only however many years later, Sting... This will be your end, and Tony, learn how to say his name right, you slapdick.